You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and yes, I'm, I'm actually back this week, Monster. I'm, I'm actually here with you, uh, but yeah, Monster, what's going on, buddy? Yo, what up, dude? I missed you. Last week, our big 100, you couldn't make it through. I know, uh, right? And just for all the listeners, if you haven't caught up on last week's episode, please go back, check it out. We had a special guest. And uh, yeah, Too Loud was definitely uh, heartfelt and, and, and missed on that one, man. Yeah, you know, I, I'm sure you could tell also I was a little under the weather. Like all this holiday, all the, all the, 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 the weather here in Texas is crazy. If you've ever been here in Texas in the wintertime, it's insane. And, you know, one second it's 70 degrees, the next second it's 30 degrees, and it's crazy. So, you know, fighting the sickness as well. But, man, it was an awesome episode. You did a killer job, by the way. You know, yo, d- dude, that was my first like full on one on one interview. So don't, you know, like when you told me you weren't going to make it, I was like, oh, my gosh, my head started scrambling. I'm like, wait, dude, I got to I got to remember everything too loud does. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay, the intro, the outro. I, I remember this. You know, I've been through so many of these like simulations. I know exactly, I guess, like w- how you would close out a show and stuff like that. Yeah. So I did try to replicate that. Hopefully it felt like a homely episode you guys are used to. Well, it, hopefully you guys did enjoy it. Hopefully it brought a new year of 2020 of the Fortnite podcast, you know, to a good start, I think. And we're going to continue on that crazy high wave here today. Uh, our guest is very special. If you guys watch Fortnite at all, I'm sure you've seen his content. If you haven't, somehow you probably don't have the internet then, and I don't know how you're listening to this podcast. So, but he is always always there to bring the latest Fortnite community news uh, to YouTube every day. Over 31,000 followers on Twitter, over 45,000 followers on Twitch, 972,000 subscribers on YouTube. At the moment, I'm sure the number's still going up, and over 140 million views. I mean, we talk about 1 million listens. This dude's got 140 million views on this page. Uh, He's also a father like Monster and I. Here to give us the 411 on the Fortnite news and what's going on. Your second favorite PE teacher, the Denver guy. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> Yo, I don't know if I can find that intro, man. Makes me sound so so big. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to get a big head off of that, dude. But what's going there on, guys? Go. Man, it's super excited to have you here. I mean, uh, yeah, they are big numbers. But, dude, you've been making waves in the Fortnite scene since you came on. And it's just been unbelievable now that you're here. I mean... How did you get started on YouTube? How'd you get to, to become that Denver guy? Man, simple answer. You know, I was teaching at the same time. I wanted something clean that my own students could watch after hearing some of the people that they were following on YouTube. And I thought, you know what? I love gaming. I love teaching. I'm just going to combine the two, man, and just see what happens. And little did I know, dude, little did I know I'd be doing it full time someday. I do miss teaching, but I mean, like you said, being a father, being at home with my wife and my son, there's just nothing that can replace that, you know? So, so talk to me a little bit about that journey. I mean, that's a big step, right? We, we hear all these people. We mentioned Dr. Lubo earlier, but even he had to make the jump at one point. You made the jump at one point. So, like, when did you start making videos? What was your first video about? Man, first video, Stardew Valley. I don't know if a lot of people have heard of this game. It's a little oh, farming really? simulator game, bro, yeah. way back in the day. <laughs> and it's just, you know, and I understand, you know, not all my students are going to be into either either Stardew Valley or Fortnite or whatever. But I was just like, you know what? May as well just get started. You know, that's what I tell everybody now. You want to be a YouTuber? You just got to get started. Do something you love. Start it as a hobby and just never stop, man. And everything, you kind of learn everything along the way. 
what was it that made you want to like create content for other people? I mean, it's one thing to like make something for yourself or be like, Hey, I want to get good at this game. And so I invest the time, but like, what made you want to go like, I want to share this, not only with just like myself and for my, the, the people that I'm creating, right? Clean content. But like, was there any part of that was like, man, I really want to create content that takes it to the next level for any particular reason? Man, you know, you guys, you guys probably know, cause I mean, you guys, you guys are kind of teachers at heart too. And there's just something about teaching. Right. And so, you know, an, an artist wants to share something with the world, whether it be painting, whether it be writing for us, you know, I think we like to teach, man. We just like to teach people. And so I thought, you know, I love gaming. I love teaching. If I could teach people how to be better at games, why not? Literally, I know I'd go into kind of the news niche, niche, however you want to pronounce it. But as I did, I realized that news can be an opportunity to teach too. So you take a controversial subject, you go, okay, look at it from this side, look at it from this side. Here's all the facts. Here's all the information. Of course, you make it a little more dramatic, but it's a, still a way to teach. And if I didn't have a way to teach, I, I think I'd lose my mind, man. I really do. So, so let's talk about, you, you, you started on YouTube, but how'd you get the name The Denver Guy? Are you from Denver? Is that okay, it? Is, so, it? is it that easy? Dude, I get this all the time. So like my first name is Denver, right? And so of course, all the time I'm like, where, you know, I get, get questions like, what, what part of Denver are you from? Where are you at? Or, you, you know, are you in Colorado really? But no, my first name is actually Denver. And I don't know what made me put just that Denver guy, right? I thought like, you know, Denver being unique as it is, as a first name, like people would say, oh, it's just that Denver guy, right? And it, yeah, would be, yeah. it would be unique enough that people would know what I'm talking about. I had no idea it would turn into this, man. I had no clue. Otherwise, I would have picked a better name. But, well, you know, it just kind of stuck. I mean, I think it goes along with the fact that, like, everybody, nobody has, like, normal names this, these days, right? Like, even my kids got crazy <laughs> names, right? Like, I got Cambrick and Aslan and Shepard. Those are Dude, my those three are cool sons, names. right? Yeah, but, like, yeah. you got the name Denver. So, like, one day, my, my son might be like, I'm going to be, you know, that that Cambrick guy, right? So maybe you're exactly, starting a new right. trend, right? That'll carry on for sure. But it definitely can be confusing. Like, are you from Denver? I'm sure you get it all the time. For those of you, <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, why why are you the second favorite PE teacher? Man, you know, so I, when I, I have no idea why I even came up with that. You know, I was a PE teacher at the time I just started, which it was just funny because I actually taught fourth grade for four years. I taught PE for only two years, but right as I was going into Fortnite, I switched to PE. And so I said something like, I didn't want to just be like, it's your favorite PE teacher, right? So yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, I don't want to just step up and maybe somebody already has a favorite PE teacher. So I just thought, well, what if I just say, it's your second favorite PE teacher? That way, that way I wasn't just like taking the top spot, but you know, I'm going to work up and, and be the second. All and right. I, you know, I get it all the time. Like, you're not my second, you're my favorite. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I just didn't want to claim that top yeah, spot. I'm a little curious too, though. Was there ever like a conflict oh, of interest? With your uh, with your work, like you doing YouTube, yeah. and because I'm sure you're telling your students, like, hey, check out my YouTube channel, right? Like, or, or do you think that maybe attributed to your success a little bit? Yeah. So you know, it's kind of funny because I got asked that all the time by like parents, like, oh, do you tell kids so you can get your subscriber account up? And right. it's like, even at my school where I was at, and it's a pretty big school, so like. I think it was 900 kids, right? And even if every single one of those kids, see, it got to the point where even if every single kid in that school subscribed, I was getting like. 2000 subs a day. So I wouldn't even notice wow. if they all subbed in a day. Of course, it's like, like, you know, anywhere from like three to 500 a day right now with Fortnite kind of slowing down a little bit. But yeah, I mean, good question. No, I, I didn't want to tell any single kid. I, I was teaching fourth grade and I switched to a new school, a brand new school. And I switched over to PE. It was a good opportunity. I finally decided, you know, I just, let's just make this switch. And I had three kids that I taught in fourth grade that came over to fifth grade 
in my new school, those three kids eventually told a friend that told a friend, oh, oh no. we had kindergartners <laughs> coming up. Fire. Like, okay. are, you, are you a YouTuber? And I was wow. like, oh, so, no, so I got to ask you, what, what were the parents saying? My, my wife is a teacher. She's a third grade teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh. I got to imagine, what were, what were the parents saying to you? Like, Dude, they- I think the parents actually were more interested in the kids because they they – it seems like anybody you talk to, you you mentioned YouTube. They're like, oh, so how do you do that? So how much money do you make, right? Or right. how do I get into it? They are, they're more interested in the kids. The kids are just looking at it from an entertainment point yeah, of view. That's right. Parents are going, wait, you can make money on this? So you're telling me mm-hmm. all I have to do is just like record like me fixing the sink and I can make some money? So the parents were, I mean, I've had several parents. I've got neighbors now that I'm like helping out, you know, with guitar channels and golf channels and stuff. I'm like, whatever you love to do, just do it and start making videos. You learn everything along the way that you need to learn. That's crazy, man. That, yeah, yeah. That is absolutely. What, what about Fortnite was it that attracted you to Fortnite? You know, especially coming from Stardew Valley. And it was, it was such a weird switch for my channel. I can imagine a lot of the people on my channel are going from this little, you know, just calming, uh, you know, farming simulator, like little charming game to like an intense, like competitive building game. And, you know, it's totally different worlds. But for me, I've always just been a competitive gamer. I played Counter-Strike my whole life, like especially just, you know, I just League of Legends. I played that for like six or seven years. I went diamond in League of Legends. Like I just love the competitive aspect. So going from Stardew Valley and teaching tips to going to Fortnite, where it's so much more fun and like intense and interactive to stream and to play and to make content on. I mean, it was just, it was such an easy switch for me. I know it was kind of hard for some of the followers, but you know, in, in the end, you know, you've got to do what you like to do as a content creator too. You got to, you got to, yep. your audience, sure. But you, if you don't like it, people can tell, people can see it. I, I don't know if you heard it there, Monster. He said diamond and league. I don't know. I know your, your knowledge <laughs> well, of league isn't I, I too definitely, big. What okay. I understand is significance yeah, yeah. of going diamond and league. Like that's, that's a serious deal. I, I want to back up here because this is yeah, big. Be okay. great. I'm, I'm a huge league fan. I love league. I'm with you. I played league before TSM was TSM. Okay. Like yeah, whenever yeah. that was happening, original was coming. Like I was there with you. So I want to talk a little bit about this though, because right. that's dedication to a game. That's like level obsessed. Of very, very high. I mean, and that's saying Denver, that's not even saying like you're a good content creator. That's saying you're a great gamer as well. <laughs> so like, talk to me a little bit about like your competitive nature of, of gaming. Man. It's cool to hear that from your perspective. Cause me, you know, I, like I tried and I pushed and I pushed and I finally made it. And I was like, you know, to me and I'm telling my wife, she doesn't care. You know, I'm like, I yeah, she time, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a couple friends who were like, no way, that's cool, dude. But you know, other than that, you know, not being a content creator at the time, that was all it was, was yeah. just an accomplishment for myself. And I think I hit, uh, I think I squeezed right into diamond four and it was, that was 2014. We're talking, I mean, geez, Ooh, almost that's six sweat years area. Ago that's now. the sweat time too, man. <laughs> so I have like my, you know, my season one gold, I think my season two platinum. Wow. And then I think like season four, I finally hit diamond. It was cool, man. It was actually support. You know, I carried myself. I think it was Evelyn and Zinn, just th- those really aggressive junglers. Yeah that could just basically just carry the game. And wow. it, 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 it was, it was, it, it was great. But all of a sudden I hit high platinum. I'm like, man, I got to change things up a bit. Cause the, these, these people aren't as easy to just steamroll yeah. as the gold people were. And so uh, I started hitting support, you know, Jana, Sona, stuff like that. Protect that 80 carry, man. You know that protect yeah, that especially carry. high level. That, wins that 80 it. carry you win a game, wow, you know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is crazy for everybody that's listening. That's like a huge league fan or is watching the league. They're like, holy cow, Denver, you've just won my heart even more because not only are you a great it. content creator, you're obviously an addict of esports and a fan oh, of dude. competition, which is incredible as well. Big time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got to ask you, we've seen 
a big change. You talk about, you know, the progression esports. We've seen Fortnite go through its changes, right? From at the very beginning to now. Uh, we're now here in a, in a chapter two. I got to get your overall thought real quick, man. Like the life of Fortnite, kind of the roller coaster you've been on. How do you sum it up to, to where it's got you to now and, and kind of where we're going with chapter two? Oh, man. You know, I think, I think there's just a, a feeling in the air. You know, everybody feels the, how stale it is, kind of how dry it is. I don't know exactly. Normally I have like a theory, like, you know, I think Epic's doing this because, but at this point, I don't really know what it is. Uh, we saw Tim Sweeney put out a tweet just a little while back. He said, Whoa, specifically monster. You might need to help me out here. He said something about, uh, somebody asked is Fortnite just a game to you or something like that. And he said, ask, ask me again in late 2020, something like that. Yeah, I don't was, know what route him. he's going. Go ahead, he was go asking ahead. whether or not Fortnite was a platform. Do platform. you view Fortnite as a platform or just a game? Yeah. And he was like, right now, like maybe it's just a game, but by the time you know the end of 2020 mm. ends, it's going to be more than just a game. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, you know they're they're hinting at some some big projects. So, like you said, though, it makes you wonder. Who knows, man. right? Yep. It makes you wonder because you know if he's not looking at it as just a game now, it kind of it kind of makes a little more sense on how dry things have been so far. So who knows? Maybe they did. Maybe they just wanted to, all those updates were just an experiment and they were just going to see how the fans react to it. But if you notice, I mean, if you look at all the statistics, the Twitch numbers, everything's kind of been going down And this, you know, I put this tweet out and, and, you know, we'll talk about that in a second, but I put that tweet out since summer of 2018, we've just, we saw almost its peak and then it's just kind of slowly gone downhill since and that's just going to happen with most games you know and i'm not going to say like oh fortnite is it's it, you know it's the worst game I mean, this is just what games do right yeah, yeah, We've seen this with every popular yeah. game right and so and so you know we just kind of see it going down so i don't know maybe this is just something new they're trying out saying we did all these updates we tried to make it exciting for the players and all we did was just lose players yeah. so i don't know maybe they have a different strategy in mind i i think i think you do have a point every game ends up settling down and having its niche right like most games do so if you're a Fortnite fan you're like i still have Fortnite. everybody's freaking out i'm a little worried like don't worry like the game's still gonna be around it's finding its niche it's leveling out but i do think there's probably some exclamation points that we're gonna see throughout this year i mean last year we already knew that the Fortnite world cup was coming right and they hired nate nanzer but he had right. no control over that was already happening so like yep. i'm waiting for nate done, yeah. to put his stamp on something like you don't bring a dude from the Overwatch League to Epic Games and say like, "Hey, you've basically come from the largest franchise league ever in esports to be created, whether you think it's a flop or not." Right? He's coming from the largest one. It's a huge opportunity. Tons of partnerships. Tons of things brought into the industry that never brought before. But I've yet yet to even see him make his his stamp right. on Fortnite. I feel like a lot of the FNCS style crowning of champions. Each season so far has been um, driven by Nate, though, like that kind of perspective that he comes from. Because if I'm not mistaken, Overwatch has something similar, right? Where they had like these these like series or something like yeah, that, where yeah, yeah, they were yeah. kind of crown these winners and whatnot. So he has been bringing a little bit of a different spin. Because before Nate, it was just like invite only skirmishes and like all these weird, like the secret skirmish, right? right? All these invite only tournaments, but. Since Nate has come in, he's definitely adopted more open-door policy that Epic has, but he's done it in a way that he can also crown champions each season. I think a big part of the halt that we've seen so far was the fact that the entire season had to almost be doubled this first season, this Chapter 2, which that in its own, we were so used to bing, bang, and booming, right? With all these updates and these changes and the battle passes. Those battle passes 
when it comes around for the content creators, that is such a huge breath of fresh air because is, yeah. everyone has content to grind. So I think a big part of the halt and, and the slowdown and the, the hype around the Fortnite game is it was for whatever reason, this season that needed to be pushed back, we're feeling the effects of that. And what happens when content has to be slowed down by like 50% basically when the audience... Yeah, we've seen it. it. We've seen it across the board. I mean, so many YouTubers and stuff. It's kind of interesting though because we're all kind of getting more creative, right? Especially oh, yeah. like based on news. I've had, to, I've had to switch things up man, and a lot of us news guys have. You know, we put out a lot less content, but it really, I mean, I don't, I don't see how it could be good for the game having less and less content i mean you have so many twitch streamers that are switching over to new games like escape from tarkov and stuff you have so many youtubers that instead of putting out a video every single day religiously all of a sudden we're doing it like every third or fourth day i mean just right. overall just the hype for the game everything's just kind of going down and so, it, you know it's it's sad to see but it, it's almost well, like it well, kind of the real happened. the real question is do you believe it can bounce back because That's epic can question. light a fire well, dude they can light he, a fire here's yeah, here's the can. thing let's bring it back around i said we haven't seen nothing since nate went on you said fncs has been brought this this format we've seen i mean essentially i'm not going to put it i mean uh, some of my of, of what we just talked about is it's been stale since nate's been there like mm. they brought yeah. nate on it's been stale. What they thought was going to have a lot of results hasn't. Less viewing, uh, obviously. I mean, I get that, like, they don't have these big viewing parties and stuff. But to me, that hurts the game. Like, I'm a... Mm. Look, I'm not a pro player. It's been very evident since I started this show. I've never been one to be a pro player. I've just wanted to cover Fortnite. And the problem that I have with it is that you had all these events and you had this excitement. These things are happening. Secret Skirmish, Winter Royale, all these things that were like cool. And there were these viewing things that we could literally watch happen. Summer Skirmish was like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Dude, I haven't even got to a chance to watch anything by Fortnite since the World Cup. Like, I, right, I, right. I feel that more than anything because when, you know, you're making a living casting all these events and you're, you're traveling the world. And all of my events lately I've been traveling for, they've been you know, through third-party organizations. They really have. It hasn't been like official epic sanction stuff. And it, it even makes, you know, myself nervous, right? As a content creator in this space. And obviously my journey is completely different than a lot of people, but still I want shows as much as you guys. Cause like, we want to be out there. We want to experience the, the big arenas and the big shows. And with the World Cup, there's a big question mark on World Cup. There's now like Twitter meme accounts trolling the world saying, uh. hey, World Cup 2 has been announced. But I have a feeling this year, maybe they're not going to do World Cup. Maybe it's going to be pushed back into like a little bit of a later date until they're more prepared. What happens if that's the case, man? Dude, that's terrifying. And, you know, I, because World Cup, it was such a huge event, right? I mean, the whole world was watching and all, you know, it was Booga was on late night television. You know, when it it became, it, it turned from a game that just kids were playing to all of a sudden parents were like, Wait, three million dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, my 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 son or daughter can win this kind of money just for playing a video game. It became real in everybody's eyes, and it just opened up a whole new world for Fortnite and and just in terms of respect for gaming. Yeah. Instead of just a hobby, I mean, this could be an actual job for people. Uh, right? I, I agree. I mean, look look at what happened with Ninja Story through Fortnite. Like we say, Fortnite, it, maybe it was just there at the right time, at the right place, right, and that's why the game is what it is. But like, it has done a lot of stuff for the industry. There's been a lot of people come out of it. I think. For one, I think your both of your guys' jobs are more respected now. Like you go to a bank and you tell them I'm a content creator and I actually make oh, yeah. money, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of this before now, right?" Like that Absolutely. wasn't that right, wasn't right, right. the case before Fortnite. So like, there's these things that it's done, and like, I guess my biggest thing as a fan is like, I feel like 
Epic has taken steps back. Like they just they 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 kind of abandoned the fan a little bit. Like, hey, right. I, I might not even be a huge fan. Say I'm not even playing anymore. I know tons of people that still are interested by the game, and they're not even getting the opportunity to see the game. And honestly, it's you know I I try I try to look at Epic from a business perspective, right? And that's the best thing we could do because a lot of people are like, you know, they I, I don't I don't I don't know how to say this. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but you Epic is a a business, and their goal is to make money, right? So yeah. we have to look at it like that. So if they're not putting on competitions and stuff, then they're not seeing the results from them dumping piles of money into these competitions. Right. So if it's not bringing back new players, if it's not getting people to spend more money on skins and stuff, their goal is to make money. Number one. And that's okay. Like there's nothing bad about that. They are a business. They are there to make money, right? As much as we want to believe that they're doing things for us and to improve our experience and to, you know, just, just to be kind to us, to be good to us. They're a business. They're there to make money. So if they've stopped the updates and they've stopped the competitions, there's got to be a good reason for it. Yeah, I mean, you, you would think so. But like, okay, I'll give you this example. Yesterday, my son takes his Christmas money. He goes and buys a Fortnite, Fortnite <laughs> robe at Target. Fortnite. Okay, That's what he bought. He bought a llama robe at, at Target nice. with his money. That's what he wanted. And the reason why is because he's so used to Fortnite being part of our life, right? It's, it's something he loves right, and he's right, passionate right. about. But like the moment that they, I feel like they've gotten this moment. And all of a sudden now we have all this merchandise. I mean, everywhere you turn, there's Fortnite except for when you turn on the game or except for when you turn on Twitch. Like I'm right. seeing it everywhere else. Not the new coming out. Yeah. But, and, and it's like, wait a second. Why are y'all making all these efforts to push the, push their product everywhere and push the brand everywhere. But yet there's nothing for the gamer. And it feels like to me, they had focused on like this outside effect of what Fortnite was and lost the concentration of the core of what Fortnite really is, which is a game that's made for gamers. Well, I will, I will say this just in defense a little bit for, uh, for Epic. We do have an event coming up for all of you guys out there that are like hungry, like myself, for something mm-hmm. coming up. The Australian Open is still on. Yes. So that's the next and, you know, I guess largest tournament we've seen possibly since Winter Royale, if you count that When's one. this one coming up? Um, and this one's coming up in February, right at the start nice. of February. I believe it's Good. from the I first Is our boy third, Fallout so. going to that again? I don't, I don't know who's going to be there. I know um, Aussie Antics has been somewhat confirmed. I think he announced he's been trolling, okay, but okay, I think okay. he's kind of <laughs> hinted like, hey, dude, he's going to be there. Um, and, and I've seen a, a, a series of international players all on an invite basis. So they're going back to their roots, all right. getting these big names. Like so it. honestly, the Australian Open is going to be one of the hypest events of 2020 so far because it's invites and they have some big names attending in conjunction Good. with some international players from Japan and, and uh, China. So there were some open qualifiers to get through to here. So it's going to be a very competitive event. Dude, that's good. You know, because like League of Legends, you know, we were talking about that. They had the World Cup every year, right? Yeah. Or it was the World yeah. Championship, right? But in between, you had all these awesome tournaments where it was like EU versus NA. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you got to see these huge rivalries until the World Championship came up again. But man, those those little tournaments, I watched them just 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 like I would watch the World Championship. Yeah, they even do so like the exciting. summer split now too. You yeah. know, like that's Yeah, that's I the love thing, that, so. man. Like, yeah, it was almost like, yeah, when that, what, what was it? Uh, I, I honestly, I can't remember the name, but just, I think it was just the league championship series or something yeah, like yeah, that, right? Like MSI it was league almost championship like, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was almost like a season for like, you know, I love, I love the NFL and it's just like you have your season and, and like every week teams are uh, competing and you have like a win loss record. And then at the end, the best teams are in like a championship together. Yeah. I love that, man. I love, I love that buildup. But yeah, we just don't see competitions like that from, uh, I, I don't know if that comp- I don't know if that kind of competition can lend itself well to Fortnite anyways, just being a battle royale as opposed to a MOBA. But I mean, who I knows? Mean, we I, just want to see more I look more at it most like golf. 
Like you look at the FedEx Cup. If anybody knows that, I, I don't know if if either one of you follow golf at all. But like, I don't watch a, a lot of the tournaments. Right. Now. There, there's a little bit of like the base understanding of it is like there's events throughout the year. You get points for those events, and at the end, each of those events account for like Masters. Right, will give you more points yeah. in a regular tournament. But like at the end, the top players play in the FedEx Cup, and it's like a, a, a tournament. Right at the end. To That'd me, be awesome, that would yeah. be so fun to. That'd be th- perfect for battle royale. Yeah, it, absolutely, because you have tons and tons of golfers, right? And they're always playing yeah. to the end. And same way with Fortnite, you have you know, hundred, you have a hundred players, right? Or two hundred, three hundred, whatever it is. If they had these events throughout the year, that like you literally it would be building the hype, right? To like get to the end of this thing and see who's going to make the final tournament at the World Cup, right? Who's going to be there? And and then you don't just have these names that a lot of people didn't know, like Aqua, right? Going to the Fortnite World Cup. They know yeah. him afterwards, yeah. but like they didn't know who he was going in. This would also help build that story. It's very similar to what they did with the qual- qualifiers that they did for the Fortnite World Cup this past year. Like, I love that format. I love the idea. Right, right. But what I want to see is, like, if those people win, let's see them keep playing and trying to win more points as they go towards that event. I agree, man. I think that'd be a perfect format for uh, for for a battle royale. We need something like that, and then we'd be able to follow the leaderboards throughout, you know, the season or whatever. Yep. And and yeah, I mean, the best the best players in the end get to compete. I love that. I would. I think that'd be I think, good. I think what Epic really needs to do, and this is something the competitive community has talked a lot about, is boil down these open qualifier competitions to those final best players, and then run customs only, and yep. either broadcast those customs or put those customs on a platform so that everyone can see. Not just the winner of the last, you know, set or who comes out on top, but just to know who are the best of the best that make it through, right? That zero zero one percent. Unfortunately, not all those, you know, the best of the best players get that light. There's a ton of talented, talented players that haven't been able to really expose themselves to limelight, even after taking big victories, because while well, you're still focused on Mongrel, right? You're still focused on the Benji Fishy because yeah. they made such a huge name early on. It's hard to give these other guys a platform, especially undergoing like the way the competitive structure is right now. So there's a lot of room for improvement, definitely when it comes down to giving these guys a platform and like showcasing the best of the best because that's what we've been missing lately, especially in chapter two. I, I think the only player, or, or there's only been a few this season. I don't want to discredit anyone, but like one of the only big names to come out so far is like Unknown Army, right? Mm, Maybe yeah. Nosh. And that's because they're crushing solo competitions. Right, like, right. You can't name the team that won the EU trio championship <laughs> because it's like, where where was the show for that? Where was the highlights, yeah, right? Right, it's right. so much harder. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree 100%. I, I think it's, it's a battle that they're going to have to face as they continue to figure out like what Fortnite competitive is. And and right. hopefully Nate surprises me. Nate, I hope you're <laughs> sitting there and you like have this best plan ever and it's going to launch and I'm just going to be captivated for the next year of competitive Fortnite. So. And, and just one, one more thing to throw out there. Is it beneficial to switch like modes every season? Do we have to go trio squads? Duo? Right. Like, Should we just happens, pick one? Right. What happens when we just say, hey, we're going to stick to duos and we're going to run three seasons of duos. Now, when you see that consistency of a team come out back to back to back, they can hone in and really you know, master the meta come the end, that's when you start really crowning your best players for the year or, you know, those real up and coming uh, talents or better yet, just solidify the best who, who claim to be the best. Um, another thing about Epic is that they're always changing that format. And I don't know if that is, uh, you know, the way to go, right? We know it's the way to go for updates. We love seeing that content, that new stuff that, that drives, but 
is the format making a big difference too, right? It's hard to follow the story when there's always like a new squad. Uh, you know, the the comp community calls it snaking. Yeah. People are always sneaking. I know. It creates so much drama in the community, man. It's kind of it's kind of hard to see, especially when you go from like trios, trios, trios. All of a sudden, it's duos, and you yeah. you, you see somebody without a team. All of a sudden, yeah. two of them stick together. One of them gets kicked. The chemistry you have to build up that chemistry, right? So I think you're kind of along those same lines. If you do it consistently, you'll see the best. The, the best talent come out of it because they'll be so used to working together and playing together. That chemistry will be everything and lead to greater and, and competition. For, I was going to say, it'll lead for bigger shows. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I want to yeah, see, see truly the best and, of the best. I want to see Saf and Zate back on that main stage because they're the best duo in the world. They are. Like, we want it out there, baby. Right here, Zaf and Zate. I can't even argue with that. They're that good. They are amazing. You know, one. I think one of the toughest things is like, they obviously have a battle and they're fighting something because if you look at what we thought was at the top of this this genre, which is PUBG, like supposedly like their whole thing was a debacle. Like that whole thing has fallen mm, oh, apart. Yeah. That so like you would think maybe Epic's looking at that like, hey man, we got to figure this out because we don't want to be that. Right, like right. I don't know if y'all seen all the drama, but it has been a lot of backlash. I, mean, I, I got something funny to throw in on that. H one Z one's like at its peak right now, and I don't know how. <laughs> wow, I don't right? know like, how they literally H one Z one just had like a peak of like four thousand players sometime this afternoon. I was watching it on Twitch, and I'm like, how did this game just spring up? That's a red flag to That's show a red you flag. the VR genre. Players are scrambling; they just want to have fun. Bring that right. content, man. Man. God, we could go on a conversation like that forever. I'll, I'll avoid because we could jump into <laughs> Apex and we could go all down right. the line. And, no, it's true. But anyway, I mean, one thing that's definitely, definitely uh, controversial and always controversial, Denver, is some of the stuff you put out. Okay, <laughs> like you, you, you're, you can definitely draw up some of the, uh, you know, the conflict per se and highlight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the things I want to talk about today is building. We've we've talked about this, Mister Low Ground Warrior. The man himself, Monster D face over there. I'm hey, one man. of the earliest My box boy. fighters. <laughs> we, we, we are fighting this line. I'm continually, you know, I, I somebody asked me the other day, like I had one of your shirts on. I'm like, what is what is, what is low ground warrior? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Don't worry about all that. That's my play style. <laughs> I'm an old man. I stay down. I let them build it up. But That's building true, has hey, been man. a controversial topic ever since I would say Myth became the uh, the original architect, right? The original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it started being controversial, you know, and, and what's happening. But you recently put out a video. Uh, and why don't you set this up for me a little bit? What is this coming from? Your video that you have this out. And we're going we're gonna to take a little minute and listen to the clip. But why don't you set it up for me here? Yeah, you know, I I had 10 things that that we need to see from Epic, right? And this was number eight. I did put it at the end of the video for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted the only the people who are really interested in this and really could have a conversation about this. But it's something I felt for a long time. You know, it's something that I double checked with other YouTubers and stuff and said, hey, you know, here's an idea. What do you think about this? And this is this is also something that, you know, I've met tons of Fortnite players. And a lot of the times I ask them, hey, you, you guys play Fortnite. And most of the time, the answer that I get is, yeah, I used to, or no, not that much anymore. Yeah. And I just say, of course, your mind goes to why. What's the reasoning behind that? Why are people leaving this game? And it could be anecdotal, of course, right. you know, but, but that's something I'm always watching out for is who's still playing the game and who's leaving and why. If we could ask all those people that left Fortnite, what's probably the number one reason they would say and why? And I've asked some big YouTubers. I think I got, you know, some good responses from even 1 million plus, like Blitz, a good friend of mine and a mentor of mine. He said, 
the crazy fast building and stuff. I just couldn't keep up anymore. So I quit. I mean, yep. you can only lose so many times. So go ahead. I mean, there, there's, yeah. there's the setup, but yeah, let, yeah, let, let's go. hear it. Let's jump right into it. Number eight, number eight end over building. Look, this one is going to be controversial and you might hate hearing it at first, but let me explain. We need to stop overbuilding. I don't mean stop building. I mean, stop even the worst of players being able to spam an entire box of protection in half a second. Everybody says they want old Fortnite back. How many times have you heard that? That the game is different now. This is why spam building is why Fortnite feels so different now and why greats like Shroud and Dr. Disrespect never will stick with it. Nobody used to spam build and you OGs remember this, but we had to click or hit a button every time we wanted to play something. Fortnite used to be a shooting game with an awesome, unique building mechanic. Now it's a building game with a shooting mechanic. Some like that, some do, I get it. But look at any numbers out there from Google Trends and YouTube Trends and Twitch viewer numbers, the game is going down and it has been since the moment turtling got big. I want a gunfight, I want to shoot and trade shots. What I don't want is to pickaxe walls and place stairs inside of a box and rotate them every single fight. It's not unique, it's not fun, it is high skill, I do admit that, but chess is high skill too and I don't want to watch that on Twitch every day either. Bring back more careful building. Building you need to think about instead of just spamming. Even though endgame scrims and tourneys look cool with all the tunneling and turtling, people are watching it less and less, and it's always the same. Every endgame looks the same. Epic knows this too. This is why they made rocket launchers and grenades so much more prevalent. They realized that the one thing that made this game unique and amazing is the one thing that's going to bring it down in the end. We all love the phase sways, the, the creative builders, the retakes, but what's the actual best part to watch of any fight the shooting not the pickaxing not the tunneling even though of course it leads to the shooting and fighting the actual fight itself is what makes any shooting game fun if you don't believe me then listen to my last point on this imagine a game where all you can do is build how long would you stick around in the game and play it if you could only crank 90s and tunnel and turtle no shooting just building now imagine a game where you can only shoot and not build like 99% of the other shooting games out there. Which one of these would you want to play for the longer amount of time? So in the end, the building is great. It's what made Fortnite Fortnite. But in the end, if you can't find a way to prioritize shooting and letting people just gunfight, you will lose your game. Which is Well, that's it. You will lose your game. <laughs> I'll say that, man. There's and I, you know, I say that I say that boldly too. You know, it's like uh, you know, I, I and I, 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 I want to be very careful. I, I know there are people out there that love this, and you guys might be that too. That love the box fighting, and that's fine, man. Like it all you want, but there is a huge and from people I've talked to, from you know, from polls, from uh, everything that I've gathered, the majority is just kind of sick of box fighting. Not that they hate it, but that that one day. They've seen so many box fights. They've shot somebody once with an AR, does, you know, 30 damage or whatever to the shield. And all of a sudden, just whoop, all, all of a sudden, somebody's in a box. And next thing you know, you're pickaxe and someone else is shooting you in the back, shoot, shooting you in the back and you're in a box. And it's just like, you know, it's just like you lose the aspect of, of just shooting and having a gunfight, you know? And, and I, I, those are, those to me are the most fun. I do understand the, the, the high skill aspect. And I want to be very clear. I understand how high skill it is and I appreciate it. But I just sometimes you just want to play and not sweat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean overall, tell me if I'm incorrect, but basically the experience of the game for the normal user, basically what you're saying, the, the experience for the normal user is not good because of basically how high 
the mm-hmm. skill gap really is. Yeah, props to Epic for making a game that had such an insanely high skill gap. I, I think it's the highest skill gap. And I've heard people argue, some people just hate Fortnite, so they hate to hear this. But I think Fortnite actually is the highest skill gap of any competitive game out there. And of course, I, you know, I played League of Legends at a, at, a, at a high level like we were talking about. I don't know a lot about Overwatch, so maybe, maybe there's a higher skill gap there. But the amount of buttons that even one person yeah. has to press, the amount of choices that, that every person can make in a second yep. is unbelievable, especially when it, when you deal with edits and stuff like that. So the skill gap is so insanely high and that's good. But when that skill gap creeps down to where new and casual players can't even enjoy the game because they just can't keep up. Someone told me, just keep up. You just got to practice. You got to evolve with the game. I don't have time for that. And you guys, you guys, as dads, you can understand it. it's hard, man. And you got these kids who have dinner think- and, and homework. It's hard, man. You can't keep I- up with it as well. I think the problem is the competitions. We were like just feeling our own poison here. It was yeah. ever since the competition. <laughs> really think about it. That's Early true, man. It's true. All, all that end game kind of basing up and people yeah, getting yeah. smarter. The internet and social media literally sped up the evolution <laughs> of true, the, the Fortnite, right? And that's how all games are now. What happens when one cool trick comes out? Everyone learns yeah, it. Everybody tries to Everyone's learn it. Everyone's yep. jumping on Reddit, right? All these guys... All, all the gamer nerds that we all love that we are at heart right, we're right, using right. those tactics and we're changing the game ourselves and i don't think any game can avoid that right honestly especially one with uh, a high skill ceiling like fortnite and just to jump on that just a little bit more yeah it's it's one of the most mechanical games because that action per minute it's not just the buttons oh, you gotta it's know nuts. it's how fast you have to press these buttons yeah. and, and get those actions going in, in pvp and the variety you know you have league you got your qwer you've got your positioning and stuff other than that that's it you might have an item or two to use i mean in 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 fortnite i mean every little decision every little tiny rotation to a degree up down left right a wall you know where do you edit where do you where when do you even jump because i mean even we're talking like obviously there's no like measurement in Fortnite, but even even you know millimeters of like jumping might put you up a level to be over somebody i mean it's it's unbelievable the skill the skill gap which you know i've said several times the one thing that made Fortnite great which is the building is the same thing that ended up pushing people away and i said it in my video you know it, it was it was a shooting game with a fun insanely unique and incredible building aspect now it turned into a building game and you shoot when you can find the little windows to do so Monster, how, I mean, how do you feel about that statement? I mean, basically, I mean, it becoming primarily building over shooting, but yet the game's about eliminating your opponent, and it's not the yeah. most important thing, it seems like, to to eliminate your opponent all the time. It's crazy. I tweeted out something today that was a little bit controversial. Some people took a different take. I was like, in order, here's the most important things for Fortnite. Game sense, your actual game aim, and then your mechanics. And by that, I just mean like, it's not even about knowing how to shoot. It's about knowing what to do now because players are so smart. They can almost, you know, they can almost bail themselves out of any weird situation because of the fact you can just throw this impenetrable wall down, right? And we're not even talking about ping and how that affects the user experience. (laughs) Yeah, we don't even want to go there. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's a whole nother topic. It's just like, it's about just trying to outsmart your opponents and that's so far from the casual experience. Like we're getting more, you know, deeper down that rabbit hole of you got to know more, you got to study the game. And and not only that, you got to practice, right? You got to play a lot. Um, And that's just to keep up and have fun on the casual. And that's why I brought up, you know, Dr. Disrespect and Trot. I'm not just name dropping there. They specifically tried and wanted so badly to like Fortnite. And you can watch Trout. You can go some, look at some of his old clips. His aim is some of the best in the world. Right. And he was, I mean, he was popping people. I think it was the the Deagle, the hand cannon or whatever they, they called it in Fortnite. I always just called it a Deagle. 
illegal from Counter-Strike. But he was just, boom, headshot, headshot, headshot. But then someone would build up on him and he couldn't do anything about it. And he tried to learn. He actually came back, I think in chapter two, he tried everything that he could do to learn how to build and he just kept getting outplayed. He didn't have that mindset but his aim was so good, it still, it still didn't matter. Dr. Disrespect, he came in, tried to do the same thing, watching him try to build walls. And we know how good he can be at games. I mean, him and Shroud, they are some of the top in the world uh, and obviously good entertainers as well. But when they get shut down in building, I mean, it's like they just, they just didn't like the game. They didn't want to play the game. And we see that. It's not necessarily that people hate Fortnite. And I think it's important that we all understand that. It's not necessarily these people who are leaving hate Fortnite, but how many times can you lose a build fight for you're like, you know what? I don't have the time. I just, I just don't feel like playing anymore. I'll go play something else. It's not necessarily they're going like, oh, this game sucks. I quit forever. They're just going, you know what? I'll play something else today. And they never come back to Fortnite. And I really think that's what's going on. Monster, can building be the demise of Fortnite? I think the demise of Fortnite will be game sound. Man, oh man. I get frustrated <laughs> with up and down. I'm Amen, not even kidding. Because like, I think there's such a cult following built around the APM, the actions mm. per minute in, in, in Fortnite that I don't think the game, you know, popularity or player base is ever going to, you know, dip below a certain bar. It's almost like Star- StarCraft. StarCraft is still around. They still right. throw in tournaments somehow, right? Yeah, We're yeah. talking years. League of Legends, same thing. They've created this legacy, this dynasty of a game that people want to continue to play no matter what. Even if it's not at the peak, that competitive nature is always going to keep people around. Fortnite has found something so uniquely special. It's going to be the same way no matter what. But they have to polish up things that are going to frustrate pros. Yes, things like will. sound things like uh, server stability, things like viewing experience, right? These are all their little tweaks that if, imagine if we didn't have any of those problems, you just be, be complain that you're not good enough, right? That's true. And that's, and, true, and that's yeah. not really the, the case right now. There's a lot of other frustrating things that uh, drive players up the wall and even your casual player base. I think sound is like the major one though. Sound is to, a big one. That's a yeah. pin, it, pin it for me, at least. That's my biggest like, dude, where is he? Like, what, what, yeah. what am I going to do, right? Yeah, even funny enough. Funny enough, so like, I, I I don't know when it came out, right? Just chapter two or something, we had 3D audio. Yep. I turned that on and people were like, no, don't use it. You, I turned it on. I was like, it was a whole new world for me. I'm like, I, yeah. I can track people. Sorry, yep. I'm getting blinded by my Elgato <laughs> light. Oh, no offense, Elgato. I still hey. love this light. But <laughs> but it, it, like all of a sudden I could track people around me. I was like, bro, I know where somebody is up above me to the right. Like I couldn't do that before. And I don't know if it's my headphones or what. I've tried a couple different headphones. I don't know if it was uh, setting on my computer, but when I could actually hear people around me but still like monster saying there's not a good separation of above and below and where you can hear these chests let alone right. people around you if i know where people are and i can track them through builds i enjoy build fights a lot more but a lot of the time it's like oh i get shot in the back it's i gotta react oh i got shot from above oh i gotta react and by that point i'm half health and there's nothing i can do you know yeah no i i completely understand and i agree i mean it, you know there, there's certain things that they have to do to make sure that the game is that a is that a you know a standard level, especially when it comes to sound? Like sounds a huge thing, especially when you talk talking like pro level in the games. Like it, it is so key, and making sure that mm-hmm. you're aware and and using using the ability to listen is so key. One of the things that also would be key, and everybody would kill me if I didn't do this, since I have two major YouTubers sitting here with me <laughs> on this podcast, is ask you some quick basic questions about YouTube that I wanted to ask both of you. Number one, the first one is. How do you guys decide on what video you want to make? Just real Monster, quick. Give, ahead, me, give me your quick answer. I can, I can shoot that. Um, I, I like to go with what I like to create. So my channel from the start has always been like either tips and tricks or some type of news, uh, you know, based around the competitive scene. Um, it's always easy for me to come out with a topic or something. I think it's important for every YouTuber to come out with a content plan. 
just just go with something that you can make almost a limitless amount of content with. And that way you create a content strategy and a plan to deliver. So if you're delivering one episode a week, one week is about ramp, next week is about walls, the week after that's about floors, right? And that way, now you're ahead of your own schedule. So when it comes down to personally delivering content, find your, your niche or what you love to do, and then come up with a content plan that where you're not struggling to deliver videos. Now, and I'm almost sure Demic could jump onto that. News is a little bit different though, right? News, you can go with the flow. You can you know, get what's hot and, and drop those quick, but you still got to have a content plan. Well, Denver, how, how do you do it if somebody, you like, do you ever think, oh, someone's already done that video. I don't want to do that too. Like, how, yeah, what do you see, do? you know, uh, the Fortnite guy and I, we, we've actually talked about that. We're, we're good buddies and everything. And it's so funny, man. We, we joke about sometimes like how separate our audiences are for covering a lot of the same content. Because yep. the thing is, I mean, all, all three of us here, we can, we look at building and we all have different opinions on it. So that's the thing, you know, something, something crazy happened. It's maybe Ninja, you know, blows up on somebody or uh, maybe Epic, you know, puts out a patch or something everybody's upset about and your approach to it. Um, is it's going to be different from everybody else. Like but going that. back to yeah. the original question, you know, how do I, how do I come up with ideas? I, I taught this in fourth grade. Anytime we were writing, I reminded my students every single time, look, when you're putting art out into the world, it is yours. You have your stamp on it, but you have to understand you have an audience. Do you want to reach your audience? Do you want to reach something that they would be interested in as well? So you've got to find that combination. Here's what I like. Here's what I like to talk about. Here's what you apparently like to hear about. So let's kind of meet in the middle. If you're only going to put art out of the world for yourself, I told myself, work on a diary. That's totally fine. If you want to put something out, express your art in, in like a writing form, which, you know, I script a lot of my videos and stuff just because, you know, it's good to get your, your yeah, yeah. thoughts ain't it clear and everything, but write a diary. But if you're putting it out to the world, you got to keep your audience in mind. And I talk about YouTube kind of being like a business, right? Anybody who's coming to my videos, they are a customer, right? If I can get them in the store through titles and thumbnails, I got to get them in the store. Yep. But if I have a very bad product in the store, they're just going to leave and they're never going to come back. So you got to keep all that stuff in mind. You got to get people into the store. You got to sell them on a, on, on, a, on a product that they are interested in. If I own a business, I'm gonna, it, let's say I'm interested in just Mountain Dew, right? I got a Mountain Dew right here. But let's say I'm just interested in Mountain Dew and my whole store is full of Mountain Dew. What kind of customers are going to get? Just the customers who are interested in Mountain I'm Dew. I'm coming to I that can, store. I can tell exactly, you that. Exactly. That'd be a good store, right? <laughs> but you got to think, you know, what kind of customers do I want coming yeah. to my store? And that's the kind of content I want to put out in the world. No, that's a great, that's a great point. Uh, there's got to be those times though. Both of you, you've had to sit in that chair you're both sitting in and scratch mm -hmm. your head and said, man, what do I do? I can't figure this out. Like, tell, like give me an example. It, tell me about it, a time it, you had to, you, and how you, how you deal with that. I mean, this last episode that I just dropped uh, this Friday, right? I dropped the episode on tunneling techniques. And in my mind, I'm just thinking like, dude, I'm going to drop this video and people know this, right? But in my heart, I'm also saying for the sake of the videos, like I also want to complete my full competitive guide because yeah. being a hub and a source for teaching everything that is Fortnite, I still have to do this, That's right? Good point. So it's yeah. like one of those things where... I just covered one of the hottest topics, the box fighting. And those box fighting videos, I know we're going to do double, triple the views. Right. But at the same time, I really want to cover this other topic that's not as popular. I still covered it because I want to complete my guide. So there are times when you're like short on like good topics. Hard, like the yeah. great topic right now is box fight. But I've just spit 30 minutes of content to the world. What am I going to do? You know, you know, beat the dead horse. Like I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> so it, it is like you're also at a lack of content sometimes too because you know it's also an interesting thing to hit viewer interest, right? Like, or subscriber interest, those peak interest, yeah. uh, those search results and stuff like that. There are times like right now, especially when there's no new quote unquote content added to the game, 
everything's been taught in Fortnite. What right, am I going right, to teach? Right. How to rotate a ramp? No. I know, man. Like there's you, you still pull it out, videos. though. I don't know how you do. You still come up with great content, great tutorial. You, uh, It's Jerry, and it's another one. Yeah. I, I, I told him the other day. I was like, dude, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how you constantly <laughs> come up with new We tips. all do. Yeah, it's we all hard. do tutorials, and we all do like tips yeah. and tricks. But one, like you said, you got to add your own spin to it, your own tone to it. That's right. And some of us find these little hidden nuggets that you can like pull That's out of right. different pros and stuff. And then it's one thing to be able to deliver content. It's another thing to be able to teach someone, right? Mm, Teaching right. is also a skill that if you have that skill, you can cash in on that on YouTube. If right. You, think yeah. you know how to teach someone something that is a valuable skill. And that's something that I, I believe I can do pretty well through our channel. That's how we found a lot of success. Through right. It. So I, I took a little bit from what you said, you know, sometimes you can go for just what's big and what you know will get views. Yep. Or sometimes you got to say, you know what? I feel very passionate about this. I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get this out there instead. So like, you know, I'm sure I can always find something that Ninja or Tfue or another pro did, or, you know, Epic is something that Epic did. This last video that I just put out that included this, this clip that we just heard, you know, 10 things that I feel like we really need. That's from I, you. I, you I, I, it was, it was a lot of work, man. This, this took so long to make way longer than just Go a news video. Right and now, I totally, everybody. I, I totally <laughs> could have, and it's, it's a good video. I put so much time and effort into it, you know, but again, it's just, you know, it's just my opinion. It's something I felt like I had to put out to the world if an epic employee watches it or somebody else i thought it would generate a lot of good discussion but could i have just made a ninja news video and got probably got you know fifty thousand more views than that yeah probably Absolutely. so it didn't matter at that point i was like you know what i just got to get this out in the world so yeah you do got to find that balance uh, I, I remind people like people are like oh you're just trying to get views yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to get what what do you that's mean to get how less I get paid views? i mean when you go to work do you work yes exactly i'm not trying to go to my job to make less money <laughs> yeah. but at the same time you can't just totally sell out we hear that you know thrown around in right, my content right. creation at the same time you do have to sell it a little bit but you always have to stay true to yourself otherwise fans can see that lack of heart and that soul I mean, and that i get i get the weird question does epic pay you to cast i'm like no <laughs> i just walk in for free no i just do yeah, it for free. nothing wrong with <laughs> I saw you, bag, that right? you, gotta, you gotta secure the bag boys you got, that's right you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta secure wrong. the bag well as you're securing the bag sometimes the one question I, I would imagine you both get a lot and we'll move on after this one is how long does it take you to make a video your normal video Ooh. like how long are you a monster do you wake up in the morning you know and you know at 11 in the afternoon and, and eat some lunch and then crawl out of bed, you know, and, and at two yeah, o'clock make I'm, a video and then you're done. By I'm a four. big advocate lately, dude. I'm a big advocate of sleep and I'm not going to lie. Amen. I steal more hours of sleep now, but I get so much more done throughout the day when I'm at like peak, yep. just mental, time, right? Like mental mood is a huge thing when you're a content creator and you have to balance it. Um, so my competitive series, I actually slowed down my uploads from like two or three a week to one a week. But that's because I'm throwing more just time and finesse into releasing this one video. So where a video before I could pump out two to four hours myself. You know, now I'm working alongside an editor and we're putting, you know, double, if not three times the mm -hmm. amount of time. And I'm yes, I'm paying him to outsource some extra stuff, but it allows me to free up my our other, you know, projects we're working on because I'm not just a content creator, right? I'm also producing shows and I'm doing all this other stuff behind the scenes. So it's about time management, it's about balance. But lately I I I am guilty of stealing more hours of sleep so that i can be more productive throughout the day and it's been I great it's a good, a good uh, call actually, man like you said the like mental... taking a step back to get two steps forward yeah the mental side of youtube is something that people don't understand right we're at home a lot we're just sitting in a chair staring at blue lights on our monitors it it takes a toll on you because it's all mental power. That's something it, that a lot of people understand. Power too. It's all creative power. It's, you exhaust yourself. And I know people are like, oh, you just, you stay home, you play video games. 
you have no idea. If, yeah, if that's your opinion on YouTube and, and how us, uh, us content creators do things and make money, you have no clue. There's a reason that not many people make it in this field because we're, it we're is in the so NFL mentally of exhausting. Creation. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it's I, sure, I mean, it's think hard. I mean, for yeah. real, it's years and years and years. I try to remind people. I try to remind people. I'm like, look, you're getting into it. Every single content creator, every musician you've ever listened to, uh, they've been at it for years and years and years of sleepless nights. Like, uh, Monster's talking about sleep. I'm talking sleepless nights. I'm talking 3, 4 a.m. Sometimes try to finish a video, waking up in the morning. And the first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning is video, video. Yeah. What, what, what can hey, I do? What can I do? Okay. How everyone, can I change this? Everyone Where, I need new ideas. this knows that I was the 4 a.m. patch notes guy. Yeah. I miss them. You so did, I, I totally know what it's like you to early. sleep, right? Because like, a lot of it is being first. You have to be first. So to, to answer the question, you know, how long does it take me to make a video? Uh, you look at some of my older videos that are up in the 6 millions now. And it, 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 the truth was it took like 30, 35, sometimes even 40 hours across a week wow. while I was teaching to try to finish those videos. It was insane. But if you look at there, it's six plus million views. You know, I've got a couple videos of six plus million, million views. And it's like, man, I put that effort and I put that time into it. And, and it, because of that, possibly it's, it's the result is that many views. Whereas news videos now streamlining, I know the process now I can probably pop them out in like, five hours if I'm working really, really fast. So I wake up in the morning, you know, I, I try to get up 7.30, 8 a.m., make sure I'm wide awake, get my coffee, get to the computer. And then, uh, you know, and then it's go time. And I try to get a video up by about 2 p.m. And that includes, you know, break for a lunch and stuff because you yeah. got to eat or else yeah. you get exhausted. And I'll be on the couch. And my brain will not be functioning. I'll lay on the couch and watch The Office and play on my phone for an hour. And then I'll get back to it. You know, you, yeah, you've got yeah. to gotta take care of yourself. So yeah, no, absolutely. I think, and I think you guys make a great point, uh, you know, making sure that that you're mentally able to 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 sit down and be creative right have that rest all of us we we see the tweets it's like you know at 3 a.m only the real ones are awake right or we see the one <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. you know whatever it is and it's just like i get it like there is dedication and I, I think we've all been there where we've stayed up late to finish a video or to finish some content but we do know and i think this is definitely wisdom monster you dropped and we've talked a lot about this you've never said this statement before uh it's like you have to be rested you have to oh, yeah. be rested if you're not rested and you're trying to put out content or even you're trying to be a better gamer like if you're not resting and you're thinking hey i'm just gonna stay up all night and play games because i don't go anywhere but my house Trust me, you're not going to get to the skill level. Your or quality is going to be lower and your audience is going to realize it. They, they know it. They know it. Whether, whether it's conscious or subconscious, us too, we know quality. We recognize good quality. Yep. So yeah, if we're not rested, we're not putting out our, our 100% best quality. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll fall by the wayside like the other YouTubers who have given up on, on their quality as well. Well, talk about being rested. Being a YouTuber and being a father is one of those things for sure. So let's jump into our last <laughs> section here. Tips and tricks. And we'll talk a little bit about that one. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. So we, we know how it is to have kids and create content. But man... Tell us a little bit about like for you, what are, what are the keys to managing being a father, being a content creator, uh, and maybe some of the biggest obstacles with that? And, you know, some YouTubers, they'll set a, set a schedule and stuff, but the truth is it's, 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 it's hard. And there's a lot of the time you, you know, you wake up a couple of weeks later or something, and you go, man, I haven't really seen my son as much. And even though I am spending a lot of time with him, I just want more time with him, you know, cause it's like, he's almost two years old now. And I'm like, He's almost two years old now. Yeah, like, you know, what happened, man? And even, even, you know, you know, fans and followers of mine, they'll be like, what? Ezra's almost two now. And I'm like, tell me about it. You know, it's like, I know these years are going to go fast. And I, I remind my wife, I'm like, man, that's two years down. We only have 16 left with him. 
already. Yeah. We only got 16 left. You know, and I say only, it seems like a lot of time, but you guys know, you know, we're, we're, we're getting up there in age. It's like, it goes so fast, yeah. man. And like, you know, I try, I, I will give up on a video because I just want to spend time with my son, you know, and mm. I, and I'll never regret that. You know, and it, it, we can listen to any wise people who have lived many years of their lives, money or time with family. Right. And they'll yep. always say time with, with family. family. Yep. I don't think I've heard from anybody like, man, I wish I would have worked more and made more money. Right. So uh, anytime I can prioritize time with my, with my family and give up on a video, I will do that. I'm okay. You know, I, 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 I I'll be fine. If I have a little bit less money, if it means that I'm making good memories with my family, I'm totally fine. with That's it. true. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Moss, you got anything to throw in there? I mean, you do this all the time too managing you even do streams with your family so they can be part of your content <laughs> That's awesome and that was what i was going to bring up like just this saturday we did a family paint night first off thank you to any of the fans that came through but you know you got to get creative with it uh just lately just trying to integrate more ways to be more wholesome with the content right we're maturing as content creators i'm not just a some Fortnite dude that makes like content Amen, on Fortnite. no I, i'm more than just that so finding creative ways to just involve them, right? And, and show them the space. And it also just helps, I feel like, instill good qualities, right? Yep. Into the little one. That's right, you man. See that it's okay to be creative and have fun and get out there and try things that you're not normally comfortable with. Because I'm not no Picasso with a paintbrush. I might be with a spray can, but like, you know, I'm not crazy with the, with the paintbrush. And we get out there and we have fun. We make fun of ourselves and Sometimes we make great art and the turtle we painted, I'm not going to lie. I made an ugly one. It was great. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> It was great. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Funny other way. Well, man, man, thank you so much for joining us today, Denver. We really do appreciate it, man. It's been man, absolutely yes. incredible to you guys. getting to hear about your story, getting to, getting to know you, getting to see the inside of what it's like behind another big YouTuber. I mean, we hear from monster all the time, but you know, it's, it's great to hear from <laughs> hey, another like monster well, said, man. man, we're just, we're just normal dudes that stumbled upon, you know, making content and just, you know, put it out to the world. You know, you never know, you never know where it's going to go. And, uh, you know, I'm still, I ask people, I ask my family and friends, I'm like, I'm still the same, right? You know, whether I have one sub or, you know, coming up on a million subs, I'm like, I'm still the same, right? I still just want to be me, you know, and, and it means nothing to me. It's a way, it's a way to, you know, pay the bills and whatnot, but really, I mean, like Monster said, it's about instilling good qualities and teaching and putting something out to the world. Well, you're doing a great job of it, man. Thank you so much for, for the content you put into to this community. I know I know, uh, all of us like to have good content creators that have uh, that have a mind, obviously, and, and, and love their community. And that's very evident. So, Amen. man, thank you so much yeah. for that. Uh, guys, as always, thank you for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. You can always send your complaints directly to monster at thefortnitepodcast at gmail.com. Hey. And, uh, of course, follow us on Twitter at thefortnitepodcast. Myself, 2LoudTX, the number 2, L-U-D-T-X, monster, M-O-N-S-T-E-R-D-F-A-C-E. And that Denver guy, at the Denver guy, Y-T, for YouTube, guys. You got it's it, super man. easy. That Denver guy, YT. Make sure you go follow him. Go check out the latest video. Denver, tell them where else they can find you throughout the week, buddy. Dude, live on Twitch TV, that Denver guy. Other than that, just Twitter and YouTube, man. That's about it. I, I'm on those quite a bit. Monster, they can find you as well. Where? YouTube, always? As always, guys. As always on YouTube. Thank you guys so very much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully, your 2020 is off with a bang like ours is. We have more features and, and fun guests coming soon. So stay tuned, guys. Getting the drop, getting the 101 from that Denver guy on episode 101 of the Fortnite guys. Hope you liked it. I know I loved it. And as always, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. <laughs> <laughs>